0: Hello and welcome to The Inner Life for this Wednesday, the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. What a great day, and uh, thank you for listening to Relevant Radio and joining us for this hour of spiritual direction here on The Inner Life. And I'm Josh Raymond, so glad to have you along here as we do talk about uh, so many aspects of the spiritual journey, uh, things that we all kind of go through together, and a lot of times it can seem like we're on our own there. But it's nice to have this hour that we can share those struggles that we go through, but also the triumphs that we have. And so today, as we begin the program, how do you do with eating ice cream this summer, the last few months? Is ice cream only a summer treat for you, or are you someone who eats ice cream through the fall, through the winter? It doesn't matter how cold it might get outside You're always going to welcome a bowl of ice cream as dessert at the end of the day. And what kind of ice cream do you opt for? Do you usually go for some sort of chocolate ice cream, whether it's just plain chocolate, standard chocolate, or maybe something with some extra brownie bits in it or chocolate chips or maybe a ribbon of fudge to up that chocolate quotient? And uh, (laughs) make sure that you get as much chocolate as you can get in every single bite. Or do you prefer flavors on the vanilla spectrum of the ice cream options? Or do you go for something with a fruit flavor? You know, the strawberry or uh, uh, cherry ice cream, maybe some sort of citrus sherbet? Uh, Or do you like something out of the mainstream? Pistachio, bubble gum, cotton candy. Uh, What kind of ice cream is your favorite? When I was a kid, ice cream, it was one of the best treats during the summer. And my dad, he always bought vanilla. Uh, Sometimes French vanilla, but that was about all he would vary in his uh, search to buy ice cream. It was always typically just plain vanilla. And we even had a joke in our family that my older brother and sister, that they were teenagers, before they even knew that ice cream came in any other flavor other than vanilla. Now, beyond ice cream, I loved all kinds of desserts made with milk or cream, Uh, puddings, cream pies, cheesecake, strawberry shortcake with that giant pile of whipped cream uh, dumped on top of it. And beyond those desserts, milk was actually my beverage of choice when I was growing up. We'd always buy 2% milk, and by the time I was in high school, I was actually drinking almost a gallon a day. Of course, along with all of the milk, all of the dairy consumption. Cheese, that was a big favorite, too. A burger, if you're going to have a burger, it needs some cheese on it. And it's even better if you have two slices rather than one. A ham sandwich needs some Swiss cheese to make it complete. Pizza, I love pizza, but pizza's even better if it has extra cheese. But when I got into my mid to late 20s, I started to find out that as much as I loved milk and I loved all those dairy products... They were starting to not be quite so fond of me. I was growing gradually lactose intolerant. And even as I you know, tell you this, it kind of breaks my heart just a little bit that I can't have some of those same foods that I used to enjoy so much. Uh, every once in a while, I'll you know, take a lactate pill and I'll take my chances. But if you deal with lactose intolerance, you know what I mean. If you eat the wrong thing with too much dairy, the consequences, they might have you running to find a bathroom fairly quickly. Now, I thankfully, I can still eat butter. I can have some moderate amounts of hard cheeses like Parmesan, uh, you know, sprinkled on spaghetti, something like that. But for other things, like I said, I can't do it any longer. There are those consequences. So I very rarely have much ice cream or cheesecake any longer. Maybe once, twice a year on cheesecake, uh, and it's a small bite. But I'm very thankful that I am not intolerant of other things like donuts. I still find plenty of ways to feed my sweet tooth. But those consequences that I face, it means I have to have this much firmer resolve in avoiding food with dairy. If they order pizza at the office, yeah, it smells really amazing. But I know that the consequences outweigh the momentary enjoyment of eating that one or two slices of pizza, so it's actually easier for me to avoid eating anything altogether. I don't have any of the the pizza. When I was a teenager, I could never have done that. But those consequences keep me in check. I want to feel healthy, so I make choices that I won't regret later. Now, on the spiritual side of things, I think if we could directly see the consequences of our sin especially serious sin, if we could see the damage it really does to us and how it separates us from the ultimate love and that overwhelming goodness of Christ. We would make such better choices. We would be aware of our actions and those dire consequences for our spiritual life when we sin. It would help us to make choices so that we would always remain spiritually healthy. A couple of years ago, I was reading something by Venerable Fulton Sheen. And he kind of touched on this. He made the comment about how when Jesus cries from the cross, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That that's actually a blessing for us, that we don't realize the gravity of what our sins do to Christ and to us. And here's what Archbishop Sheen said. He said, it is not wisdom that saves, it is ignorance. Because if we knew what a terrible thing sin was and went on sinning, if we knew how much love there was in the Incarnation and still refused to nourish ourselves with the bread of life, if we knew how much sacrificial love there was in the sacrifice of the cross and still refused to fill the chalice of our heart with that love, if we knew how much mercy there was in the sacrament of penance and still refused to bend a humble knee to a hand that had the power to loose both in heaven and on earth, if we knew how much life there was in the Eucharist and still refused to take of the bread that makes life everlasting and still refused to drink of the wine that produces and enriches virgins, if we knew all the truth there is in the Church as the mystical body of Christ and still turned our backs to it like other Pontius Pilate's, if we knew all these things and still stayed away from Christ and His Church, we should be lost. It is not wisdom that saves. It is ignorance. It is only our ignorance of how good God is that excuses us for not being saints. Again, those are the words of Archbishop Sheen. But we really do want to become saints. If you're listening to this program on Relevant Radio, hopefully that is the primary focus of your life. And to become a saint, we need to look at that reality of what sin actually is, and how we can know ourselves better, know our weaknesses, our weak areas, so that we don't fall into sin. So today we want to discuss how we can live in such a way that we make the best possible choices, so that we can avoid and resist temptation and not fall into sin. And joining us, helping us look at how we can resist temptation in our lives— one of our regular voices here on the Inner Life, Father Michael Hurley. He's a Dominican priest from Pacifica, California. He's the pastor of Saint Dominic Parish in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. And Father Michael, I'm so glad to have you back here on the program again. Uh, always good to speak with you. And how do you do on the ice cream front this summer? Did you get plenty of ice cream <laughs> in, in your uh, your summer months here?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Probably too much. Too much was good for me, as you were. <laughs> Pointing out, you know, I got thinking as you were saying. Not only is there the sugar in uh, in ice cream, but I think dairy and, and cheese actually has mild. Kind of uh, addictive uh, properties to them as well they 've got i 've heard that, that, that get, get our dopamines going a little bit <laughs>
0: yep yep i 'm sure i 'm sure that is true because i 've heard something about that it I think it 's the casein that 's in the yeah, cheese, go, especially that, that has that kind of addictive property to it i mean if, of all the things that you could be addicted to, I suppose if cheese is <laughs> no, your addiction yeah. problem. You're probably you're doing, doing, okay. Okay. You're doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah,
3: you do it okay. You're not gonna not gonna sweat it. But no, it's, it's as you say that they they sometimes. Yeah, you know, Francis DeSales, uh, the wonderful spiritual master, uh, talks about how you know sometimes in our lives it's like if we're for a bird meant to fly, sometimes even the it, it doesn't take a a great mighty chain to keep us from taking flight. But even the this the kind of slimmest thread <laughs> of 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 kind of uh, dependence to our lower nature and concupiscence can keep us earthbound if we're not willing to uh to kind of sever it or at least get the grace we need to sever it so <laughs> so, so it's sometimes the, the, the it's the things that that we uh, kind of don't we take for granted in our life that can kind of unwittingly uh, keep us uh, from soaring the heights the Lord would have us soar in that way
0: well and so let's let's talk about that as we dive into this hour of how we can resist temptation. Let's start off by discussing what temptation is and what it is not. We know that temptation is not itself sin, so let, let's let's make that differentiation. But a lot of times when we face temptation, we can also feel like, oh, it's been such a struggle, and there can still be that guilt associated with just facing the temptation itself.
3: Absolutely, and that, Josh, that's a great point, because... I will often have folks who are very um, disturbed and kind, kind of disquieted by the fact that they feel like they're just there, and there is, and kind of so many obstacles and temptations, and it feels like every, everywhere they turn, <laughs> there's something they're trying to ward off, and and you feel that like we only have so much willpower, you know, there's a limit, that's a limited resource we have in our, in our lives, so much energy to ward off things we know we ought not to do, and yet that we find either pleasing or pleasurable in the moment. And the first uh, place we usually go to is, oh, this is the result of my my sinfulness. I'm just not a good person, or I wouldn't be tempted. And although there can be nuance in order in terms of spiritual direction in that way, the first thing to say, absolutely, number one, is that temptation is not the result of sinfulness. Temptation is the result of us being human beings. <laughs> so, so when someone says, "Father, well, I'm really struggling with temptation." I will often just say, Okay, take your right hand, you got your hand take take two fingers, okay, you got that? Now hold out your left hand, palm up. Now take your two fingers and feel right on your wrist for a pulse. Do you feel a pulse? Do you feel your heart beating? You know what that means? <laughs> it means you're gonna be tempted. <laughs> as long as as long as you have a pulse, <laughs> you're kinda face some sort of temptation, and we take the, the kind of the most highlighting, bright-line story for this is Jesus himself, who is without sin, who is the uh, Holy, the incarnate Word of God, not even possible for him to, to sin, is tempted very strenuously and, 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 and grievously by, uh, by the devil in that famous uh, passage, which usually kicks off our liturgical season of, of Lent and and, and Jesus' ministry. So uh, temptation is not the result of our sinfulness. It's a result of our just human condition, that it's possible, given free will and the kind of mm, body-spirit composition of who we are, that we can desire things uh, inordinately that don't lead to our ultimate happiness.
0: Well, and as you bring up that example of Jesus, you know, there's the uh, one point where he's tempted because he's hungry. He's been fasting. Yeah. And so there's there's that side— the one that actually I always thought, oh, that, that seemed like the hardest one, at least in my mind. And I have, I have no idea, you know, maybe they all three were, you know, equally difficult for our Lord. But when Satan ends up showing him the kingdoms of the world mm-hmm. and says, yeah. you can have all of this. I'll give them all over to you if you just simply bow down and worship me. And the fact that Jesus wouldn't have had to suffer, wouldn't have had to take on all the sins of humanity, past, present, future, he wouldn't have had to go through any of the ordeal that he knew was in front of him, yeah. and to just say, oh, I can just walk away from all of that. I mean, even his words, Father, if if possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. I mean, that that was something it seems like he was struggling with up until the very end, I'd really rather not do this. I know how bad this is going to be. And so to be faced with that temptation and to know that Satan will just say, nope, I'll give it all over to you. Just bow down and worship. I mean, you know, there's kind of this paradox there that all of a sudden it would it would change everything. There wouldn't have been uh, the reality that is reality that is existing because God holds it in existence. So, I mean, that's probably a much deeper kind of philosophical road to go down. But that temptation that Jesus faced at that moment, that's the one that always seems the, the strongest for me.
3: Uh, absolutely. And there's, the, as you say, a nuance there that I think can be very helpful to people because we can distinguish between a temptation and how we feel about the temptation, the emotion, the desire we have for it, and the actual choice we make, the action or behavior, which engages the fullness of our will, intellect and will. So for example, we see in this, to, to kind of further elucidate that third temptation in light of the garden of Gethsemane, <laughs> the Lord says, you know, I'd rather not to paraphrase, right? Let this cup pass for me. So he's expressing a very human desire that he'd rather not <laughs> go through the suffering and death. I mean, at a human level, and that's not sinful. It's not sinful to express our human desire, right? Even if we know it may not be according to the Father's plan, right? This is just where we're coming from. This is our perspective. I'd rather not. And yet, and this is where the, the true, this is where grace and virtue are at work to say, your will be done, right? So on the mountain, when Jesus is showed all the kingdom of the earth and said, all you have to do is is, is bow down and you can have all of these things. Jesus' response is basically, you, should, you shouldn't tempt the Lord your God. But God alone, the Father alone, should you worship. It's Thy will be done, which of course is echoed in the Our Father. That is the key to facing temptation, seeking our Father's will, no matter how we feel, think, um, whatever, what, whatever pull emotionally the uh, that that temptation has for us that's that's not sin that that's once again that's our human nature at work and so it takes that grace to be able to um, to overcome that or to uh, strengthen our resolve in the face of those desire our own desires
0: you know and, and at the end of that temptation too when Jesus has gone through that and I mean a lot of times when I'm battling temptation I can feel exhausted afterwards. And we see that with Jesus, where after Satan departs, after the devil leaves him, then it says that angels come and minister to him. And and that's another part there that I think is really important to look at and say, you know, when we feel like we've been through the ringer, when we are exhausted because we've been trying to hold fast to remaining holy, making good choices, avoiding temptation— that's. It's not like that's it. Well, okay. So yeah, you feel like you've really just worn yourself out trying to uh, make those good choices, make those, uh, the, you know, ha- take those good actions. God is going to be there to comfort and sustain you after that too.
3: Absolutely. This is we we see certainly the moments in which after Jesus struggles <laughs> in whatever aspect of, of temptation. A sense of consolation that, that that's there for him. Uh, it doesn't mean everything is, you know, better, so to speak, but it's the abiding presence of of, our, of the Heavenly Father. So even even on the cross, you think of a statement that Jesus makes, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it looks like there's God forsakenness even in this moment. And yet Jesus is, of course, quoting that famous psalm, which ends with the sense of the Father rescuing those who are in need in a sense of Consolation, um, and so it's not as if um, if we're not feeling the consolation, it means we haven't struggled enough. It simply means that it's actually within the temptation and the striving to overcome the temptation that the manifest presence and consolation of our of our of our Lord Jesus and of our the communion of saints, our patrons and our angels, our guardian angels are are there to give us um, a kind of comfort and consolation.
0: Our spiritual director, Father Michael Hurley, here on The Inner Life Today. He's a Dominican priest from uh, the Archdiocese of San Francisco. And today talking about how we can resist temptation. And when have you faced temptation in your life? And how have you been able to overcome it? What are some strategies or some helpful ways that you stay strong when you are tempted? And maybe there's something that you're really struggling with right now you're not sure how you will avoid that temptation, and you'd like a little bit of advice, a little bit of encouragement, well, that's why Father Michael is here, and our phone lines are open for your calls right now. 888-914-9149 is our studio line, 888 Our email address, at relevantradio.com. And uh, Father, in just a moment, let's talk about, you mentioned, Uh, the Our Father. Let's talk about that here in just a minute when we come back. Uh, We pray, lead us not into temptation. How can temptation, how can facing temptation, how can it help us to grow in holiness? And we'll talk about that coming up next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Welcome back, I'm Josh Raymond, and our spiritual director for the hour, Father Michael Hurley, a Dominican priest from Pacifica, California, as today we talk about avoiding and resisting temptation, and how have you been able to do that in your life? What are some of the strategies, what are some helpful ways that you stay strong if you know that there is that near occasion of sin as we pray uh, in, uh, when we go to confession? that we want to avoid those near occasions of sin. How do you do that in your own life? Is there something that you're struggling with right now? Is there a temptation that you face regularly and it feels a little helpless for you? You're you're feeling a little bit of despair there. Well, that's why Father Michael is here to take your calls at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father Michael, as we continue talking about resisting temptation, Um, One of the things that you mentioned in the Our Father, we pray, lead us not into temptation. But that also means that, at least the way it's phrased there, and I know it's a translation, but lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It, It sounds as if there might be times where God allows those temptations to come into our life, but also for our own good. Father.
3: Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry. Oh, there, there you are. Okay. I just, I just I just gave you just missed the most brilliant response. It was the response. most brilliant I response. Gave, I, I, <laughs> I, I knew I was that was. <laughs> I, I my apologies. That's my bad. That's my lack of uh, technology awareness. Lack of technological awareness. Okay, so here we go again. No, I wouldn't even put a finer point on it because so the question is sometimes it's got to allow us into temptation, but even for our own good, I would even maybe even make it a little stronger at the the risk of of being a little provocative. We talked about uh, Jesus in the desert, and you asked this question, why did Jesus go to the desert? Why was he in the desert anyway? A number of the Gospels say that the reason he's in the desert is because the Spirit drove him into the desert. In other words, that part of that plan for Jesus to publicly witness um, was conditioned by the that indeed the kind of the virtue and the strength that is certainly at a human level uh, of that ability to overcome temptation. In other words, it isn't just that God kind of sits back and says, oh, whatever happened, God allow us and not even allow us, but sometimes even drive us into moments <laughs> of temptation, not to uh, to see us fail, but that we might acquire the virtue and the grace that we need to do something great for God. So I often say when people are, are experiencing great temptations in their life my first reaction is it's going to be it's going to sound strange but i'm like wonderful god is he wants to do something powerful through you (laughs) because the the time that the lord allowed his own son to be tempted was precisely the moment of preparation for his public ministry the manifestation of the plan of salvation Uh, so too uh the lord can even move us into temptation so when we say lead us not into temptation we're that and we talk about the translation there, but the the idea is that um it's we, we don't we, we're asking God to not give us more than um than we can handle in a sense in the sense of of also providing the strength we need to overcome said temptation um lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and so and we're not saying that we have the strength to be delivered from evil, but you deliver us from evil right, right. <laughs> so those right. two things can be equally true, yeah.
0: Well, and as you're saying that, so that makes me think there is kind of this blend of good and bad as we strive to resist temptation. You know, there is part of it that is reliant upon us. You know, I mean, that is, uh, we need to exercise those spiritual muscles, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we need to make the choices to avoid those those near occasions of sin. So, but when we do that, we get stronger— every time that we overcome those temptations, every time that we stay strong and we resist. But then it also seems like we might be making ourselves more of a target for the devil, because the more that we fall out of his grip and that we are united with Christ, the more he's going to want to pluck us away from Christ, and that we could find ourselves dealing with some heavier spiritual attacks at that point. So, what if that's yeah, the case... Yeah, I know, you're, you're,
3: I'm getting tired out just here, like, I was like, yeah, you're right. That's the, it's like, oh boy, the, the the closer I'm getting to God, the, the, the more I'm allowing the Lord to work in my life, the harder it gets. It's like, I oh don't... yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right, welcome to the spiritual life.
0: <laughs> well, so so, I, I mean, I, I'm am going to I'm going to predict that you're going to say prayer as the main answer here. But <laughs> how do we safeguard ourselves against those spiritual ta- attacks as we're striving yeah. to grow in holiness?
3: I'll say three things. <laughs> that, that is my one to like little three little things. as you say, you got to be praying about it every day. If there's a specific temptation in your life, so uh, I'll just use the example of. Um, of purity of mind and heart. So many people these days struggle, uh, you know, in an oversaturated, sexualized culture. Sure, Pornography, yep. masturbation—these things are, you know, uh, uh, bordering from temptation to, uh, you know, almost uh, borderline, kind of addictive, kind of behaviors, and so corrosive of our society in every way. And so when someone's struggling with this uh, temptation, it could be any temptation, but this one comes to mind as fairly ubiquitous, uh, It's the first thing you got to be doing is uh, praying about it every day. I think, not just because he's a personal uh, patron of mine, but he's, it's also his prayer is included in the minor rites of exorcism, and has the, perhaps one of the most powerfully spiritually potent prayers is the prayer to saint michael the archangel and so if we are not praying the prayer to saint michael the archangel at the beginning of the day at the end of the day and whenever we need it (laughs) we are not availing ourselves of the full force of spiritual resource that we have. So I'm just going to, I mean, there's lots of prayers we can pray for sure, but my particular, this is my personal <laughs> kind of sense of spirituality, the idea of St. Michael the Archangel, such a powerful intercessor. And if we're struggling with the temptation, the first thing we need to do is really get connected and get to know St. Michael and to avail ourselves of his mighty patronage and resources.
0: You know, the other one that naturally comes to mind today, being the feast of the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we celebrate Mm -hmm. her birth, she's immaculately conceived, and, you know, when you first think of that, you say, oh, she doesn't have that stain of original sin, she's preserved from that, she doesn't have that proclivity to sin the same way that the rest of us do. And it might seem like, well, maybe she can't relate to our struggles with temptation, but Two other people who were immaculately conceived were Adam and Eve, and both of them gave in to temptation. Um, You know, where they succumbed to it, Mary succeeded, resisting her entire life. And so it kind of makes me think, if there's somebody out there who faced temptation, and again, as we were saying, the closer we are to God, the stronger those temptations are, probably going to be. Even though we don't know what those temptations were that the Blessed Mother necessarily dealt with, she is probably uh, there. Might be no one better that can intercede for us, pray for us in those times of temptation.
3: Absolutely, no. She's uh, once again, as you say, she, she's 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 the mother of all all the living in the sense of spiritually living as you kind of that that uh, kind of fulfillment of the new Eve, and so she she can and and does. Uh, help us in all of our temptations, all of our struggles, uh, because of her powerful her closeness to her son in, in every way. So yeah, uh, prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and a Hail Mary is a good recipe, good in, uh, spiritual ingredients. For That's a good
0: spiritual a, uh, one-two punch uh, <laughs> there.
3: <laughs> exactly. Amen. Amen. Exactly. Um, and then the other thing I would say, is kind of in terms of you not know, only so you have prayer and that you have to anchor yourself in prayer, recognizing that it's not a matter of if but when the temptation comes, whether it's a, a daily temptation or, you know, once a week or whatever it is. It's not a matter of if but when. So you've got to guard yourself, protect yourself, call down the forces of St. Michael and the Blessed Virgin Mary. But then you actually have to ask yourself, what are, my, what, what are those, like, how to put it, near occasions of sin in which I find myself falling so if for something that's concupiscible in terms of you know gluttony or lust or something irascible like anger or gossiping and things like that what is the occasion of that uh, particular temptation when you give in, are you bored, lonely, angry, stressed, tired, hungry? all those kind of human things can trigger those things. So you have to really ask yourself, when am I weakest? When's the danger zone? <laughs> and so and, and oftentimes people will, will kind of pause if I, I'm kind of doing spiritual direction and they won't always have a, a firm handle on it. and I, it's, you can't truly make any spiritual progress in avoiding temptation unless you have a strategy for hey, when am I weak? Where's my, where's my blind spot? That kind of thing. So you got to know your blind spot. you got to pray about it, but then you have to be uh, kind of intentional and focused on naming your blind spot. Where are you weak? And then putting yourself in that sense uh, before you get to your, that weak moment and saying, okay, the next time I'm uh, kind of stressed out, and I want to go and have you know, the, the, the cheesecake, or I'm, I'm going to go and, and, and look at pornography or masturbation. What could I do instead <laughs> that is going to be something I can say yes to, <laughs> rather than simply say no to the thing that is the easy release? Because right. we only have a limited capacity, I mentioned earlier, to be able to resist temptation. It's, we're not built As human beings to say no to something, we're built ultimately to say yes to something. And so in order to uh, strengthen the no to temptation, we truly have to be cultivating in both a spiritual and in a human way a yes to something else, to redirect either that sense of our... um, our, our physical life, our 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 sexuality, our sense of of, of, of relationships with others, and forgiveness. There's got to be a yes that we say positively. So I often will ask people if they're struggling with sexual sins. You know, <laughs> what what do you like to do for fun? Like, what do you do recreationally? What do you do creatively? You know, all the things you'd love to do. You know, learn a kind of like learn a new language, or play an instrument, or reconnect with a friend, or you know, do, do some hiking or exercise. Here are things. This is it. You've you've got all the things that you would love to do. What we don't have the time for, I tell you, you got the time. Yeah, do more <laughs> of those things. Right. Yes exactly. Yeah. And, and be intentional about that. Make it easy. Lower the threshold of the impediment or the resistance to that thing <laughs> in every way you can. <laughs> so, anyway, that, yeah. that would be the second thing. And then the third thing is, is never give up. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, the devil, does, the devil would have been happy with any of, of Christ succumbing to any one of those three things. The devil doesn't care how we fall. He doesn't care what particular vice we give into. At the end of the day, the devil is after chaos, and he's after that we give into despair, that we just give up. We wave the white flag. We say, I can't do it. It's beyond my strength. It'll never change. And we get fatigued, frustrated, and ultimately despair. So last thing is to say, never give up. And when you find yourself falling, please come back. To the sacrament of reconciliation, of penance, of confession, the Lord is always, always, always so eager to forgive us, to restore us, to heal us, even if it means that we're going to confession. you know, Every week, because we're really finding ourselves in, in a bad rhythm, come back again and again and again, never, ever give up, not on yourself, but give up on the potential or the, the eagerness of God to forgive us. You never give up on God because he's never going to give up on you.
0: Our spiritual director, Father Michael Hurley, a Dominican priest from Pacifica, California, as today we talk about how we can resist temptation in our lives, how we can avoid that temptation, how we can know ourselves better, as Father is talking about. Um, And uh, let me throw out the phone number again, Father 888-914-9149. What are the things that, when you face temptation, what are the things that help you to avoid falling into sin? Or maybe there is something you're struggling with right now, And it is something where you need a little bit of encouragement on your spiritual journey. Uh, Again, our studio line, 888-914-9149. And Father, let's go to Dave, who's listening in Stevensville, Michigan. Hi, Dave. Welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air with Father Michael.
2: Yes, hi, everybody. Um, I was having—I'm going to tie in uh, Jesus' temptation with how uh, I—and the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, During a rosary meditation, uh, I paused at that particular uh, point. Never finished the rosary that day, but what struck me was, what was Jesus weeping and sweating blood about? And since he was God and man, I was seeing that both of these things, both of these uh, types of existence, if you will, As God he would know in spite of all his suffering there would still be people who would reject him and I was thinking wow was the weeping and sweating of blood was so so bad that hell must be really bad and some were gonna go and I keep thinking I don't want to be one of those because here's the, here's the God-man who loves me so much. It must be really bad to go to hell. <laughs> so that can help against my temptations. And when I fail, and I, you, you know there was a great segue, you mentioned confession. It, it's made me look, when I fail, it makes me look forward to confession. I can't wait to go. And there's been times when I didn't even go during the scheduled times. I just found a priest after a mass, a daily mass or something, and I say, hey, I, I, need, I need the sacrament. I need the strength.
3: Yeah, no, that's, that's powerful. I, I, I really love the idea. I mean, we don't, certainly we, we, we don't know exactly that the, the sweating of blood is connected to, but I love that, that uh, meditation on the fact that there's a real anxiety that that the Lord knows that because of free will, there are those who are not going to choose Him, and so to, to say that's I don't want to be one of those. <laughs> or, or more precisely, we might say the Lord's care and concern for those who are struggling. <laughs> it was he, he he sweated blood and 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 those tears of blood because uh, that that moment of care and concern was, if you will, the price of <laughs> the grace that we would need, especially for those who are. Are, are struggling very uh, violently and, 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 and very grievously in our lives. So it might have been, been that that just that, that, uh, sweat, uh, sweat of blood that is going to save my soul. <laughs> that's what the Lord did for me, and so I can hang in there. I, 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 I shouldn't give up in that way. So <laughs> it's a wonderful day. That's, that's, uh, that's, it's a powerful meditation.
0: Yeah, thanks for the encouraging call, Dave. And uh, again, if you'd like to join the program as we were talking about how we can resist temptation in our lives when we're faced with it, how we can remain strong, how we can stay united with Christ, our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888 uh, 914 Kristen and Betsy, you're up next here, coming up in just a moment, and uh, we'll continue our conversation with Father Michael Hurley in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio
1: This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to The Inner Life today here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond. Our spiritual director for the hour is Father Michael Hurley, a Dominican priest from Pacifica, California. He's the pastor of St. Dominic Parish in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and we're talking about resisting temptation today. How are you able to do that in your own life, or maybe it's been very difficult, maybe you're struggling with temptation on a regular basis, and it's something where you need a little help spiritually, and that's why our spiritual spiritual director is here, Father Michael, and you can call and uh, join the conversation at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And right before we go back to the uh, the phones, Father, uh, I I was thinking as you were talking, you know, years ago I had spoken with a priest, and, you know, I I think it's probably only gotten worse, but I remember just asking him very in general— we we didn't talk about anything specific that anybody ever said in the confessional. He kept that seal, but I just asked him. I said, "Yeah, do you do you see that sin of pornography of lust? You know, is that something that uh, you get a lot of in the confessional?" And he said, "Oh, Josh, it's an epidemic. It's it's everywhere. And yeah, it, it's it's uh, the reason I bring that up is because as I'm thinking about this, there's this great moment where in the Lord of the Rings movies, you have as Sam and Frodo are trying to make it up Mountain Doom, and Frodo has been tempted again and again and again, and the weight of carrying that one ring that he's he's holding on to, it's becoming so overwhelming that he just can't keep on going forward. And Frodo, uh, he just falls down and Sam says, listen, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Can we talk about how that friendship, having that friend there that we can trust that is on our side that wants the best for us? You know, a lot of times in AA, uh, you'll hear people talk about having that sponsor whenever they feel that they're really just tempted to give in and go get a beer or go take that drink of whatever their their particular brand of liquor might be, they'll call up that person and that person will kind of talk them down and okay let's let's make everything okay here. That also goes into any other area. It doesn't just have to be uh, alcohol or uh, you know other drug addictions. It can be anything that we're struggling with. Having that accountability partner can be a huge huge way to make progress in the spiritual life.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, and, and certainly it's included in, I talked about, you know, kind of the three Ps of temptation. You've got to pray, we've got a plan, and then we have to persevere. And part of that plan, though, as you say, is to recognize that, especially when it comes to concupiscible things, we talked about, uh, you know, food, drugs, sex, things like that. We're not alone in that struggle, <laughs> certainly by any means, especially in our culture today. I would say that uh, this is just anecdotal, but but uh, part of the recipe for uh, growth in that area is usually connected with some kind of accountability or some kind of uh, encouragement from folks. So, for example, I'll just give an example. There was someone uh, who was just kind of struggling in general pornography, and they had tried all kinds of things, including... Putting uh, kind of filters on, you know, uh, on their on their computer, and so they couldn't necessarily get kind of the kind of explicit material they didn't want to get. But it wasn't until uh, they um, kind of came up with a the re- there was a resource uh, that they were able to do to use that uh, basically didn't just block. Uh, the kind of the websites, but basically sent a little. They had a buddy who they said was kind of their accountability partner, and so if they would log on to anything that you know uh, was on the the their, their accountability partner would get a little ding, right? So they knew they had someone who would reach out to them and say, "Hey, what's going on? And you're you struggling around. What's going on?" And so, uh, and, and through that just knowing someone was there who cared about their struggle. (laughs) Not that we don't know the Lord doesn't and the Lord is there, but just to have another incarnation of that support uh, made tremendous growth once that peace was put into place. So I can't more heartily recommend that whatever you're struggling with, and this is where true friendship is such a great gift in our lives and, and why in some sense a lack of friendship just in terms of modern culture, the way in which we relate to one another has such poverty, uh, the, the lack of true friendship is really one of the greatest obstacles to virtue, because facing temptation alone is uh, is well-nigh impossible. And yeah. that true growth only comes with some kind of support, both from the sacramental life, the community of the church, and from that sense of friendship. So if you're struggling with something, ask a friend to give you some help. And, and, and oftentimes you can find that, that sense of sponsorship. And it could be that you can help them in other ways that, that, you know, that they need help with. It's kind of a mutual sense of support and
0: encouragement. Yeah, yeah, there, there might be relief on their side, just saying, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I found somebody yeah. else who, who is willing yeah. to, to have that kind of relationship there. Um, Father, Absolutely. let's go back to the phones. We've got Kristen, who's listening in Colfax, California. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for holding so long. You're on the air with Father Michael. Oh, looks like we just lost all of our phone lines there. Okay. Well, Nick, uh, um, while we're reconnecting with uh, Father Michael... Let me tell you also that we have a brand new book that we want to offer to you, and I've been talking about it maybe for the last couple of weeks here. Marriage Insurance is the name of the book. It's uh, Marriage Insurance, 12 Rules to Live By. It's by the executive director here at Relevant Radio, Father Rocky, and uh, it's absolutely free. That's the best part about it. Um, It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost, for the shipping, you won't have to pay a dime. Just go to RelevantRadio.com or log on to uh, your app if you have the Relevant Radio app on your mobile device, and you'll see it there, and just click on the banner, and you can register, and again, we'll send it to you absolutely free. The bad part of this is the fact that that book is only available for free through the end of this week. Uh, that's as long as we're offering it. So it's very, very limited time. If you've heard me mention it before and you were saying, oh, yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to get that and you've been forgetting about it, well, don't put that off because, uh, again, this week, this is the last time that we're going to have that available. So go to relevantradio.com or the relevant radio app. Father Rocky has just some wonderful uh, things that he'll share with you, things that work for different couples things that allow them to really uh, make their marriage last. And so if that's something, maybe you're already married, um, but there's some things you'd like to incorporate into your marriage and can help extend uh, so that... You, you you know that you've got that insurance. That's the name of the book, right? Marriage Insurance. Well, that is exactly what we want to help you with. And again, it's absolutely free. RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And again, we're talking about uh, temptation, resisting temptation. If you were on the line, I'm sorry, for some reason, all of our phone li- uh, calls dropped at the same moment. So if you'd like to call back in, we do still have a few minutes where you can call back in and talk with Father Michael. And the line is 888-914-9149, 888 9149 And uh, Father Michael, sounds like we have you back on the line.
3: Yeah, no, the the devil's really not not happy about this uh, program today. I got right think you're Swiftboard. exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let me just give um uh, before I, I know we were taking calls, but just uh, C.S. Lewis has one of the most insightful sort of um, analysis of temptation, and, and folks are probably familiar with the Screw Tape letters, but it's just a really insightful uh, analysis of our human psyche. He's not he's not Catholic for sure, but they just such uh, a kind of wealth and treasury it's a spiritual classic um i myself uh, did a at our saint Dominic's did a a, a podcast breaking down each one of uh, the different chapters uh, with one of my uh, fellow vicars. And, and so it's one of the most uh, listened to pod- uh, podcasts on our website, our St. Dominic's Weekly podcast. But it's, it's I, I just find C.S. Lewis to be so insightful on the very subtle ways. Not the, I mean, we're talking about pornography and other great kind of sins that are obvious, but there are so many subtle things. Like, just for example, that he, he starts out by uh, through screw tape and, and this dialogue with this this demon who's tempting, saying that the root of all temptation really comes from a sense of distraction. Just get people distracted on the goal of life <laughs> and the will of of, of the Father, <laughs> and you can you, they're kind of putting in your hands. And I think of how much time we spend on our screens and distracted and this and that and the other thing, and that we don't really take our spiritual life with, with some care and consideration. Uh, and so I couldn't more heartily recommend the screw Tape Letters as a kind of insightful, almost meditation and reflection on how to overcome uh, temptation, or at least how to be aware of the strategies of Satan <laughs> as, he, as he's attacking us.
0: Well, you know, and going back to Father Michael, your kind of three different points there, one of them was prepare. Prepare in advance. You know, be be yeah. ready and make that plan ahead of time. And um, that's one of the things that, you know, we can sometimes get so focused on the sin, but yeah. for every sin, there's a corresponding virtue. So if we st- struggle with a sin, if we battle that temptation, then... A good way for us to prepare is say, "How can I grow in that corresponding virtue?" Um, That 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 seems like just a very natural way to say, "Okay, let me let me try and make that plan in advance."
3: Absolutely, and and it it gives us a how to put it. We can if we focus on the sin, we're going to always come away feeling inadequate, <laughs> or sometimes uh, just wanting to, to throw in the towel, which is the devil's plan, as I mentioned before, when we focus on the virtue, what God has for us, that gives us a real sense of encouragement and finding a way forward. So when someone comes in the confessional or even in spiritual and they're just discouraged, I oftentimes find that people are focusing too much on the sin. We certainly have to be aware of it know it and name it and not to try to make excuses around it, but we need to clearly, once we've named it and are aware of it, truly then look forward to where God wants to bring us, and it could be that the very struggle through the temptation is going to give us the availability and the growth in that virtue that we couldn't have had if we didn't go through the temptation. So if we're saying, I want to be a more generous person, maybe it is that sense of struggling with with lust or concupiscence that will make us a radically more generous person towards other giving of ourselves because we specifically had to struggle through that sense of lust to really be able to have the purity of heart, which has the ability, as the Beatitude said, to see God and to be God's presence in the world.
0: Father Michael, we're down to about 30 seconds left here. Could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing as we conclude the hour today? I would love to. May the Lord
3: bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you the strength and the grace to resist temptation, to never give up. May the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Michael. and uh I've- Uh, of course always you can go back and listen to the whole podcast if you missed any portion of the earlier hour at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app i'm so glad we talked about virtues for just a moment because we're going to be talking tomorrow on the program about the four cardinal virtues hope you can join us then stay tuned mass with father rocky coming up next here on relevant radio what we do here is very different we can report on the news we can also offer that moral perspective.
3: I'd like to see all Catholics on their knees in front of the Blessed Sacrament praying the rosary because Jesus is the one who's the answer. Bringing Christ to the world through the media. Relevant Radio.